welcome to the Victorious Living Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Young, and I'm so happy that you came back to join me today. We're on episode two of the season, and the name of this episode is It's Harvest Time. It's Harvest Time. Fall is my favorite time of year. I love lattes. I'm not really a pumpkin spice fan, but I love apples. I love my fall riding boots. It's the best season for fashion. And I love the excitement around harvest time. Every year, my family and I like to go to the apple orchard to go apple picking. And sometimes we don't even really pick a lot of apples, but we like to go and just watch other people pick apples or ride the tractor around or get delicious apple donuts. But the excitement of seeing people look at the fruit, of seeing the bright red apples, of shoving them into your bag and just the hustle and bustle of it all, it's very, very endearing to watch. And we're talking about harvest in the literal sense, but I also want to talk about the spiritual connotations of harvest and how we can relate harvest season to our everyday lives. Uh, This is a season where farmers who have sown seeds earlier in the year, they are waiting for this moment with great anticipation to reap the harvest or the crops that they have sown. And if you're thinking about it just in terms of relating that to your everyday life, This is if you've been planting, or sorry, if you've planted something rather, and if you've been working consistently with that thing, then harvest time is a very exciting season for you because I've been doing all of this. I've been working. I've been putting the work in. And so I'm finally about to reap the rewards of what I've sown. But how many of you know you would look absolutely ridiculous running out with your bag and or whatever, getting ready to gather something if you didn't plan anything? You cannot withdraw from an empty account. You cannot glean a harvest where you've planted nothing. So if you're waiting on your harvest and it hasn't come in yet, ask yourself, did I plant something? Did I set a goal? So setting a goal is a is a good way of saying planning something. And it's not enough just to set the goal because some of you are like, yeah, I set goals. I did that part. Well, did you water those seeds that you planted? And the way you water seeds in terms of goal setting is after you set the goal, did you do the work that needed to be done to bring those goals to fruition? There is absolutely no way that you can be consistent, that you can be consistently consistent and not see results at some point. It's just not possible. So if you've been, if you planted the seeds, you set the goals and you've been watering them, your harvest is coming. Another thing, and this is really key, do you have co-laborers to help you bring in your harvest. Luke 10 and 2 says the harvest is plentiful. There is plenty of opportunity out here. Do not allow the enemy to make you think that there isn't. 
even in this weird recession, crazy season that we're in, the harvest is still plentiful. There are still millionaires being birthed in this season. There are still people who are doing very well. And if you look throughout the course of history in recessions past, some of those seasons brought forth, you know, the Harlem Renaissance, brought forth a time of some of the, the greatest amount of millionaires this country has seen. So the harvest is there. But the laborers, the people who are willing to do the work, are few. Don't let that be you. Make sure that you are always one who is willing, ready, willing, and able to do the work that needs to be done to get that harvest because it's there. And this saying has been floating around. I know you guys have heard it. And it says, if your goals don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. Yes, raise your hands at home if you've heard that. Well, big dreams, big goals are things that require co-laborers. Co-laborers. You cannot do everything by yourself. And so if you're trying to glean a harvest and that harvest hasn't come in yet, ask yourself, do I have enough people around me in my tribe that can help me, people I can delegate to. If your business or your operation, if everything hinges on you must do every single detail by yourself, you are going to get burned out very quickly. So um, in Luke 10 too, it says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send the laborers. And let that be a point of prayer for you this week whatever it is. Lord, Father God, I pray that you send me the people I need to co-labor with me in the things that you've called me to do, whether it be the right romantic partners, the right friendships, uh, people to uh, personal assistance, virtual assistance, people in business that can come alongside me and help me bear the load so that when the harvest comes, it doesn't overtake me. And here's what I mean by that. You guys remember the story in Luke chapter five, uh, the first eight verses or so, it talks about this miraculous uh, catch of fish. And I love this story and I'm gonna paraphrase it because I'm not gonna go directly there, but you can read it for yourself later. But Peter basically has launched out to the deep and let down his net to catch some fish, right? Well, Peter is a professional fisherman. Fishing is what he does, okay? He's not new to this. He's true to this. So he's not just, he didn't just wake up one day and like, I think I'll catch a fish. And no, this is, he's a, he's a professional. He does this. And even though it's something that he does, God still had a way to do it that Peter had not thought of. There are some things that, we can do that make logical sense. And then there's faith. <laughs> and I say it like that because faith often does not make any sense. It's not supposed to. It makes faith. Okay. So God told him to let down his nets for a drop. And where he told him to let it down is kind of just like, that's not really how this works. Like 
in fishing like that's not how you guys just like legend it down over here and he's just like you know okay because he had been fishing all night at this point doing everything he knew to do and he caught this many fish zero zilch nada and how often do we do that like lord i read all the podcasts okay i read the book i said read the podcast i listened to all the podcasts and read all the books there we go i fixed it i've done everything like i've listened to the sermons at church i you know i i've done it i know what to do and it could be something simple that you're overlooking or it could be something that defies all logic this is not something that you can do run of the mill it's it's something just unorthodox. This is where spending time with God is going to help you because he's going to give you these secrets in the secret place that are going to help you get to the harvest quicker. Okay. A lot of us, uh, oftentimes we take a lot longer. We get to the harvest, but woo chow, we be toiling and toiling and toiling before we finally get the light bulb to come on and get to the harvest. Whereas if we sought God out first, he could have just led us right to that thing and we could have bypassed years or months or whatever have you of sorrow and frustration and toil. And so I want to get to the harvest quickly. I want sweatless victories. I think that oftentimes as a people, um, as people of color, and just speaking from my experience as an African-American, we as a people have gone through so much trauma and just so much to get to, you know, our ancestors have gone through to get to where we are now that oftentimes we tend to wear struggle as a badge of honor. We think it's not valid if I didn't struggle for it. And in the kingdom, that line of thinking does not always work. I mean, it's, it does not serve you well to think that God, being as gracious as he is, always wants you to toil and struggle and strain for something. Can he build character in you during your struggle? Absolutely. But can he also give you good things and sweatless victories without struggle and toil? Yeah, he can. <laughs> so I don't want you to become so enamored with struggling and grinding. And if I'm not doing that, then, you know, the victory isn't valid. God can get you to some things pretty quickly. That doesn't mean it always has to happen like that. I just want you to open your mind to the possibility that it can and seek him first and make him a part of your business endeavors and plans. Um, oh, here's another one. So as I was getting into that point, one more thing I wanted to add. When talking about partners to help you because we can't do this ourselves. So we're going to partner with God but also praying for him to give you the partners that you need. If you keep reading that chapter, you know, because Peter was not catching anything. And then he finally did what God, he partnered with God. God told him to do this. It didn't make sense. And he said, you know what? Okay, fine. I will do it. 
Well, what happened when he did that? He caught so many fish, y'all. His net break. And he was just like, what? And then I love this part. It said he called for his partners and they came out with their boats and they started loading up on fish and they caught so many fish too that their nets began to break and boats began to sink. They just had fish coming out of their ears. And that right there is amazing. When you can get a harvest that not only blesses you, but blesses people around you, where you can grow your business to a point where not only you, your four and no more can eat, but you can employ friends and family members, and then you can cause the blessing of Abraham to hit their house, and they can be overwhelmingly blessed. And then cause, you know, maybe employ some people who kind of do some stuff and the blessing can keep spreading. That's what God wants. Your victory is never just for you. Your harvest is never just for you. Think about that. Also, let's also consider this point. There's no need to cover some, covet someone else's harvest. I'll say that again. There is never a need to covet someone else's harvest. Have you ever heard of the, the saying, what you sow in tears, you will reap in joy? A lot of times you don't know what all someone has sown, gone through, you know, grown through to get to their harvest. It's easy to see the big harvest at the end and go, man, I wish I had that. But, you know, I've heard this too. If everybody put all their problems on the table, you would probably be more than happy to pick up the problem you came in with what you saw everybody else's. A lot of times, people that you may feel a little envy, like, man, they have everything. It's just not fair. Who are you to say it's not fair? You don't know them. You don't know the cost of the oil in their alabaster box. <laughs> you don't know what everything that God has brought them through to get to that point. And when it's your turn, when your harvest finally comes, you're not going to want somebody to look at you and say that you didn't deserve your harvest because you know everything that it took for you to get there. So... If you're in the position where your harvest has not come just yet, but your neighbor's harvest down the street came in, what is your job? Yes! Cheer for that person. Can I help you bring it in? What can I do to help you? I'm so excited for you. Okay? And if you're struggling with that, be honest and ask God to help you to get over that because that is not God. I mean, it's human nature to feel to that sometimes, but just because it's human nature to feel that way sometimes doesn't mean that it's okay for you to stay there and let that thing fester and just cause you to just have a flat out jealous spirit. That is not of God. And so you want to get rid of that for one, it's not a good thing to have. And for two, 
when it's your turn, are you going to want people to treat you that way? Golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. So if you want everybody not supporting you and hating on you when your harvest comes in and I ain't going to help her, she can get it herself. If that's the harvest you want to reap, then keep being like that when other people's harvest comes in. And that's exactly what you're going to receive in return. I hope that this has blessed you some great food for thought. And I hope that you are enjoying your harvest season now. And if you're not, then get excited and praise God anyway, because if you're being consistently consistent, your harvest is coming. Thank you very much. Again, I'm Nakia Young. I'll see you next time. Keep living victoriously.